Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, hello, Rebel Heart. How are you? It's so good to be back today. I actually haven't recorded in a few weeks. I recorded ahead of time because I was on a trip last week in Playa de Carmen, Mexico, and it was so incredible, but I'm going to tell you, my voice is still a little bit off, so if my voice sounds weird, it's because I got a really bad case of sun poisoning, and y'all, I was so careful too. I really was conscious about the amount of time I was in the sun and I wore a lot of sunscreen. And I know from being close to the equator that I am sensitive to the sun, but I didn't think that I was that sensitive. And so this trip really showed me that I really need to be careful in the sun or maybe get some sun ahead of time or something, but I really got sick. So I'm kind of recovering from that. And so I'm feeling a lot better now but my voice still is a little scratchy. So I'm just going to work with what I got. But I am excited today to be recording one of the topics that's come up, uh, especially because I went to Mexico with an amazing community of people. And the topic that I want to talk about today is loneliness. You know, I was thinking about the song that the Beatles sing. I think the title is Eleanor Rigby, and that's all about loneliness. And I was thinking about how actually this is now from research and statistics and studies. Loneliness is actually seen by many people as one of the largest health concerns that we're facing today. And especially post-pandemic and also with the rise of technology, I see and hear this theme coming up a lot. And also the latest facts and statistics about loneliness really kind of help us understand more about the impact that it might be having on different areas of our lives. So I'm going to dive right in to let's define what loneliness is. I think we all kind of understand what it is, but I just want to dive in a little deeper. Loneliness is a subjective and usually unwelcome feeling of lack or loss of companionship, which happens when there is a mismatch between the quantity and quality of social relationships that we have and those that we want. So the key word here is want. So this particular definition is referring to the cognitive discrepancy where what we want and what's desired for friendship or companionship is not what we would want it to be. So there's a mismatch there. And I just want to discern too, and I know you've probably heard this, but there is a big difference between being alone and loneliness So a person can be perfectly content alone with their own company and in their own energy field and not necessarily have a feeling of missing out or longing for another or feeling lonely. Conversely, a person could be in a room full of people or with their significant other or with someone like a friend or a child and they could still feel completely lonely even though there's physically another person present, or even if there's a person present online. And the reason I say that is because now we have to include 
I think in our definitions, we have to include technology because that's a very much a part of our most people's current reality. So I think that loneliness is real, but I also think that it's a state of mind. And I think it's a sensation and a feeling. And it has to do with this idea that if we feel connected or disconnected both from our source and ourselves and from others, or if we feel not appreciated or not seen or not heard or understood, we have this potential to feel lonely. And it's one of those things that's hard to define because it's constantly changing and it's different for everybody. And, you know, there's no one person alike. And I know there's times in my life where I've felt very lonely in all sorts of different situations. But then there's times in my life where I've felt so at peace with just being with myself and not really had the need for a lot of other people. So I think we have these seasons in our life as well where that may change. So there are a few different types of loneliness, and I just want to talk about them briefly. So there's something called emotional loneliness, and this is usually in the absence of a significant other with whom we have a close attachment or meaningful relationship. And this can be, though, a partner or a friend who's really close as well. And then there's social loneliness, and this is the lack of a wider social network or community of friends neighbors or colleagues and sort of that feeling that you don't really have others to rely on that you can call if you have needs or if you want to reach out. And then there's another kind of loneliness that I'm going to call existential loneliness. And I think this is a universal part of the human condition where we experience the separateness of another person from ourselves. And You know, this starts sometimes from a young age when we realize I'm this separate person with a separate body and I'm in here in this body and you're over there in that body and we're separate, right? So the existential loneliness can come and go. It's just more of a universal condition. There's another theory that goes along with that, that when we incarnate from spirit and we are born, you know, from our mother's womb, that there's a loneliness that is ingrained into all of us because we're leaving what was our home and whatever that looks like. I'm not sure, you know, I don't know what happens after we die. I have my suspicions about other realms and other truths about that. But there is this theory I just want to talk about in regards to this existential loneliness that when we're born, that there's an inherent loneliness of missing this unity with the other dimension of who we were that can never be completely fulfilled, according to some people, on this earth plane because we're in human form. So also loneliness can be transient. And as I was mentioning, it can kind of come and go. But also I want to bring up that loneliness can be situational. And there's so many examples, and I'm just going to give a few But for example, let's say your spouse recently passes and you happen to live in the country and you don't have a lot of neighbors and you live by yourself. Or maybe you get into a car accident and you have a disability or you have a chronic illness and suddenly you don't have the capacity or capability to physically communicate either online or with other people. Or maybe it's physically harder for you to get out or if you don't feel well you know, there's a part of you that's not going to feel like connecting, even if you're still lonely. 
Or loneliness can be situational in the sense that maybe you feel more lonely on certain times like Sundays or Christmas or holidays. Maybe, you know, you've had loved ones past on certain times and those days might feel more lonely for you. Um, Loneliness can also be chronic and this means that someone will feel lonely all or most of the time. And it also can be characterized by its intensity or how strong someone feels this feeling of loneliness. And that can change from each moment, you know, as we've mentioned. Loneliness is linked to social isolation, but it is definitely not the same thing. So isolation is that you have a limited number of contacts in your life. So I've already mentioned this, but like if you feel lonely in a crowded room, you wouldn't be socially isolated, but you could feel lonely because you're not connecting with people. So here's the thing with loneliness. It's a huge growing problem and there are some startling health statistics I'm going to just talk a little bit about some of the statistics that I've looked up here. Basically, loneliness is a growing epidemic. And there was a study done in the UK, and it was done in the over the past 70 years by a professor named Christina Victor. And she showed that the percentage of older people, especially experiencing chronic loneliness, has remained about the same since the 1940s people over the age of 65 tend to report that they feel lonely all or most of the time. And if you think about it, that makes sense. As we age, we lose friends, we lose people, we maybe become less mobile, and it may become harder to physically connect or communicate. We see an increase in the number of people of all ages, though, uh, according to this research, experiencing chronic and severe loneliness. And I'm going to take a little bit of time here just to cite some of these statistics that are really startling and sad about loneliness. And these are from different studies, but I'll just let you know a few of them. Loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death by 26%. Loneliness, living alone, and poor social connections are as bad for your health is smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? That's so intense. You could smoke 15 cigarettes and or you could smoke 14 cigarettes and be healthier than if you were lonely. That's wild. Another statistic is that loneliness is worse for you than obesity as far as the taxing that it does on your system, on your mind, body, and spirit. And loneliness and social isolation are associated with an increased risk of developing coronary heart disease and stroke, high blood pressure, and also it's associated with severe depression and early mortality, as well as loneliness being a risk factor for depression in later life. And also loneliness and social isolation put individuals at greater risk of cognitive decline and dementia. How sad is that? There's so many health issues related. Now we know after some studies with this factor, there are, I guess, half a million older people, and this was just in the UK, that go at least five or six days a week without seeing or speaking to anyone at all. And well over half of those aged 85 and over And 38% of those aged 75 to 84 live alone. And two-fifths of all older people, which is about 3.9 million people in this survey, say that television is their main company. 
I don't know about you, but that makes me really sad. Also, there are studies that even in regular ages of people, there are more issues of loneliness. According to one survey, characteristics of those who are more likely to experience loneliness include those who are widowed, those who have poor health, and those who have long-term illness or disability. Across all age groups, according to this survey out of the UK, 45% of adults feel occasionally, sometimes, or often lonely. And this was just in England. This equates to 25 million people. And this is the people that admitted to being lonely. A lot of people aren't willing to admit that. And apparently in 2017, 5% of adults ages 16 and over in England reported feeling lonely often. That's one in 20 adults over the age of 16. And that's just in England. And that was those who were honest enough to report that statistic. I want you to think about the times in your life or maybe now is a time for you that trigger feelings of loneliness. Like when have you felt lonely and what were the circumstances or is it something that's still occurring for you or reoccurring? You know, I think a part of the loneliness that we sometimes feel as humans, I think it's also somewhat normal. And so part of the work that we can do is is normalizing it, first of all. But I think that it has to do with a couple things. So the trend that's been happening now for a long time in our overculture, at least in this country and in other developing countries, is that we move out of tribal living and villages and communities where we're in connection constantly, where we trade with each other, where we rely on each other and where we see each other. And we're moving out of the communities and villages and out of smaller communities. And we're moving in to homes in the cities and larger cities where we may or may not know our neighbor. And we, most of us, unless we're still really lucky, we don't have a built-in group of people that we automatically connect with and rely on like we did in times gone by. Also, another factor is that technology, even though it's helped us progress in so many ways, it has also hurt us and research now backs that up. In part, this technology is created the perception of more connection. And in some cases, it really is beautiful and helpful. But in some cases, it's also created more disconnection. And brains who don't know how to function in social settings, and it's created a group of people who are increasingly disconnected from real life and face-to-face interaction with real people in the community. And that's definitely a skill set that's needed and missing. Another thing that I see as an issue is when we haven't done our work and we haven't done, you know, self-inquiry, if we haven't had therapy, if we don't have coach or haven't had coaching and we haven't worked through some of our issues, some of our trauma, some of our blocks, we oftentimes don't feel comfortable with being in connection with people or being vulnerable because we've been hurt, we've been betrayed, and we don't want to open our hearts to people because people are weird and people can hurt us and people are unpredictable and unsafe. So I think also a barrier to connection and that perpetuates loneliness is this feeling of not wanting to be vulnerable or wanting to connect with people, but being unsafe with people because of our history and our trauma. And 
you know, people have betrayed us most likely in our life and we don't really trust them. So I think that working through a lot of the stuff that we would need to work through in our life anyway to just feel better would be really helpful in knocking down and breaking down some of the barriers that prevent us from, you know, wanting to connect with people and wanting to be vulnerable enough to be in community and connection because connection is vulnerable. And that's that's what it is by definition is we're opening ourselves to other people and groups. And so I don't have all the answers by any means. I just wanted to bring this to your attention today as a point of introspection and just something to think about. But when I was thinking about what are the remedies, these are what I came up with in the moment for loneliness. So first of all, I wrote down clarity and vulnerability. So as I just mentioned, I think it's important that we get clear and that you get clear with what do you need at this point in your life and what does that look like? It's not about what someone else said you should do or what you feel pressured to do, but what is your core essential self needing and like what kind of connection are you needing? Do you need a one-on-one? Do you need a group setting? And what are you trying to achieve in your life? And Do you want the connection to be more surface or do you want more depth? Just thinking about what it is that you're actually seeking if you are seeking more connection right now. And then having the humility and vulnerability to be able to ask that or request that and go and seek that out. And as I mentioned, when we invest in coaching, when we invest in therapy or when we invest in our own healing with practices like yoga or somatic experiencing or body work. All of these tools will help you work through your issues and things that are holding you back so that you can then better deal with the things that prevent you from connecting and being more fulfilled. Another big aspect, another remedy is this idea of self-inquiry. So just asking yourself, are you really lonely and do you really need connection? And that answer might be yes, absolutely. But also just to question and get curious, is this coming from a place of just not wanting to deal with your life? Or maybe you're a person who just jumps from person to person because you need a distraction from yourself or your feelings and you want to fill the empty space that's uncomfortable. Do you really need someone or is it more like an addiction attachment or codependence? Now, everyone falls somewhere different on the scale, as I've said at different seasons and different times in our life. And maybe you are a person who is alone a lot and not with other people, but maybe that's truly okay for you. So maybe you don't really feel like you need a lot of connection. Now, I'm a person who I am super social and extroverted at times, and I definitely do need and love being with people for short periods of time. But I am truly by definition more of an introvert because I feel the most balanced and rejuvenated when I can spend a lot more of my time alone and in my own energy field, because this is where I can better tune into myself, my source, my body, my thoughts, my sensations, uh, without the distraction of being in others' energy fields, without their thoughts, without their influence. This is the time where I create, I write podcasts, I paint pictures, I get a lot of my information and fulfillment from truly being alone. And it doesn't mean that I don't need people because I do. But I am a person that if you look at 
for me, the balance is that I need to be with people less than maybe some other people. And so another remedy for loneliness is community. And I think intentionally becoming a part of a group, either in person if you can, or if you can do it online, if an in-person situation isn't accessible or ideal for you, that's great too. But I just think building community and creating your own community can be really powerful. So for example, for me as an entrepreneur and coach, there is no one in the world except for entrepreneurs and other coaches that know what I'm going through, how hard it is, and what it feels like. So it is helpful for me to be in community of these like-minded people and stay inspired by people who have have already done what I'm doing or are currently in the process of doing what I'm doing as well. And I also like to have as a reminder for me and for all of us that there is that saying, and I don't know how true it is, but I guess a a lot of people claim that it's really uh, valid, is that we tend to be the equivalent of the top five people that we choose to surround ourselves with. So just remembering to choose wisely who we're connecting with too. Like what group would serve you right now? Do you want to do arts and crafts and find connections within that? Or do you want more of a deeper inquiry group where you dig deeper and maybe it's a spiritual connected group or maybe, you know, it's volunteering somewhere or maybe it's at your church or in the neighborhood or, you know, just reaching out, just finding ways to be more intentional about what you need and what is going to serve you in this moment. For today, I just want to ask you where in your life or if this is true for you, do you feel lonely? And what is that about? Maybe just get more curious and investigate. Is that loneliness because you really do feel like you need more connection and you need people to witness you and see you? which is super important. We all need a balance of being seen and being in connection. And we need a balance of, like I said, being alone and being with ourselves. and everybody's balance is different. But I just want to encourage you to forge intentional connections and create intentional community if that's what you need. And also, if you sense or know that someone may be lonely, maybe you can be the person to reach out and grab someone's hand and include them or start up a conversation in the grocery store or with your neighbor, even if it's uncomfortable, knowing that maybe you're making their day and that you're creating connections that are good for both of your health. It's like all of those statistics just remind me that Having a conversation with a neighbor or a grocery store clerk is more than just that. It's it's actually like innate as humans to who we are, which is to connect with each other. I hope that you're not lonely, but if you are, I hope that if you're hearing this, that you, A, that you feel and know that that's normal because we do live in a world that tends to be more isolated than in years past and in cultures past, but also just to get the help that you need and seek intentional community. It's out there for you, whether you join a meetup group, whether you reach out to neighbors and just put yourself out there. And can you get more comfortable with being uncomfortable and vulnerable and connecting with people and opening your heart and feeling that safety and trust that you need in order to truly connect? Because I think that that's, that is a big factor is that a lot of people are lonely because they don't know how to reach out. They don't know what that feels like or looks like. 
And in some cases, unfortunately, I know that there are real physical barriers to being able to connect with people. So I don't have all the answers, but I hope that somehow this helped you today. And I just want to say if you're feeling lonely, your feelings are valid and I love you and it's okay. And I hope that you reach out and that you find community or find someone that can offer you an ear and an open heart like a coach or a therapist, at least as a start. Thank you so much for listening and for spending some time with me today. And and I just really appreciate you and your investment with your time in your own growth, in your own healing, in your own wellness, because when you get better, we're all better. Love ya. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. Hey, no, 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 no.